What's up, guys? Rick here with your betting and one and done preview for this week's Shriners Children's Open. And this is a critical week. Uh, not only is it here in Vegas and I am credentialed media, so I'm, I'm headed out there as soon as uh, this video is done being recorded. I'm going to go check everything out, see what, what's going on with the course and the players, and hope to have some nice intel for the Wednesday live chat. That's 3 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, Rick Run Good YouTube channel. There's also an 8.15 p.m. Eastern time jock market power hour that's all things stock market dfs if you have not tried out that format you're missing out and you're losing money the the amount of money that's available is kind of crazy and you don't need a lot to start the final live show this week will be on friday that is a cut sweat show and i actually messed this up because i said on the dfs preview and i had to correct myself that there wouldn't be one but there is a cut this week so there is a cut sweat show it's at 6 p.m eastern on Friday. That will be a data-driven cut sweat show. Join me for that. But for now, we're going to go through some outright options. We're going to go through some head-to-heads. And if you are in a one-and-done league that needs a pick, we're going to talk about it. Let's go. What you're looking at right now is the tournament predictor tool on rickrungood.com. This is a tool that uh, simulates the event 1,000 times, posts the results, and then compares them to the odds that you can find available at five large sports books. And if you want to wager on them, you can click this button right here, find free bets in your state, and they'll probably give you hundreds of dollars in free bets to go place it because the industry is absolutely crazy right now. Brooks Kepka. Won eight and a half percent of my simulation. Now, I'll tell you, my simulation does not know whether this is a major or not. My simulation does not know what Brooks is up to in Vegas this week. Uh, my simulation looks at his course fit, looks at his recent form, looks at his upside, and says he's going to win this golf tournament eight and a half percent of the time, which, quite frankly, is a real value across the board. And all of these guys, basically at the top, are values. There are weeks we don't see any values, but here's what uh, here's what odds makers did this week. Uh, they took everybody, eight, 10, 12 guys, and put them all between 18 and 28 to one and said, have at it. And we are having at it. So basically anybody that you bet up top, there's kind of already a lot of built-in value. So there's there are some weeks where you can go wrong betting the top. This week, I'm not sure you could go wrong betting the top. Uh, just in terms of the simulated results versus how uh, versus their implied odds, thanks to the odds from these bookmakers. So Brooks Kepka number one in my simulation, wins at eight and a half percent of the time. Abraham Anser and Harris English are two and three, seven point six and seven point four. Webb Simpson and Victor Hovland six point nine and six point seven, and then Louis Oosthuizen rounds out the six percent. Everyone else lower than that. Couple of interesting notes here. There is a big drop-off from Sam Burns to Kevin Na. Sam Burns, I have winning this event 4.9% of the time. Big drop-off to Kevin Na and the rest of the players. Kevin Na, 3.1% of the time. Everybody lower than that. Let's talk through a couple of options here that I have found incredibly interesting. Uh, There are three at the top. Now, you're probably not going to be able to bet all three of them, although if you want to, go for it. But three at the top. Abraham answer number one. This is a course that as long as you are, uh, as long as you're not in the desert, you're going to have a chance. It's a par 71. It's very short by tour standards on par 71s. Uh, the greens are large. There's going to be just a lot of guys uh, with birdie looks. And and Abraham answers best surface by far is bent grass. He gains over a quarter of a stroke per round on bent grass surfaces. He's coming off a win a couple of starts ago at the WGC FedEx St. Jude. So he's broken through that ceiling. He is uh, 
accurate. He's a great approach player. This is desert golf. We've seen him play well at, you know, the American Express. Th- this this should be a really good spot for him. So Abe answer, number one. Number two is Webb Simpson. And I talked a lot about this on the DFS preview. Webb Simpson is never given the credit for his course history here at Shriners that he should. He's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, you know, he's only played here, I think, nine or ten times. I shouldn't say only. That's that's quite a that's quite a few. And you look at his recent results, he's never lost strokes on approach in his last ten trips. He's never lost strokes T to green in his last ten trips. He's piled up top twenty finishes. He won in twenty thirteen. He's kind of coming off a weird year, right? It was a weird year for Webb Simpson, uh, dealt with an injury and illness, and now you can get him as long as 30 to 1. FanDuel's hanging a 30 to 1 number on Webb Simpson. I think he wins it, or the simulation thinks he wins it 7% of the time. I think it's a great bet to make. The other one. So the two I'm most excited about are Simpson and Victor Hovland, with Abraham Answer kind of being a third, but those three are kind of the clear three for me at the top. Victor Hovland. Um, to me, the ball striking is so incredibly impressive and you get this great floor. And I think what most people are going to say is, well, Rick, he didn't play very well at the Ryder Cup. False. Played great. Got unlucky. Ran into a buzzsaw. He was, his birdie per hole rate was that of Scotty Scheffler's and Sergio Garcia's. And the point differences are uh, stark. Don't let that fool you. He will go this week as far as his putter allows him. Uh, If he gains strokes putting, he might as well, he might just win this golf tournament. Uh, he is that good on approach, that good tee to green. He's gained strokes on approach in 10 consecutive measured events. He's gained strokes tee to green in 10 of his last 11. Um, this feels like a really good spot for him to tap into it. So those are my top three. It's, uh, it's, it's Webb, it's Hovland, it's answer in some type of order. If you can bet all three or want to bet all three, that's fine. If not, you can go further down the board. I don't mind a card that is tight at the top. You know, there's, there's eight to 12 really good viable names at the top of this board. I'm okay betting three of them and moving on with my week and seeing what happens instead of trying to build one in the twenties, one in the forties, one in the sixties, two in the hundreds, whatever it's going to be. I'm okay with doing that. So that might be your card right there. If you want to go further, let me point a couple of things out. Patrick Reed, 40 to 1 at both DraftKings and points bet at the moment, 33 to 1 at BetMGM, 33 to 1 at Caesars. That's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, nine-time winner on the PGA Tour. You can play the narrative game with, with Reed being snubbed. He might just burn this place to the ground. He, it, it, it does not require distance. If he can find the fairway, if he can roll the rock, he's really good on a lot of surfaces, but he's really good on bent grass. Uh, this is a spot for Reed. The win equity compared to his peers. Look at the guys he's with. Matthew Wolf, Corey Connors, uh, Paul Casey, even Sung J.M., uh, it's a joke. His his win equity is just so much better than those guys. Another thing I'll point out here in the middle, and I don't love this 40-50 to 1 range. <clears throat> I'll point this out. The fact that Joaquin Neiman and Matthew Wolf are both basically the same odds across the board, 40 to 1, 45 to 1, 50 to 1, doesn't make any sense to me. I have a hard time reconciling that. And I understand that um, books don't want to get burned on Matthew Wolf. But look at Joaquin Neiman. He was great last year outside of the last three events. He putted like he has never seen a golf club before. And uh, that is unlike him. He is a much better putter than 
the last three events in which he lost about 12, 11 or 12 strokes putting, um, he's much better than that. And I usually feel like when you've had a month off, you've had a month to get right, you've had a month to get back to your original DNA, that's what's going to happen. So I'm pretty bullish for Joaquin Neiman here out of the gate, um, especially when he's getting hung at the same number as Matthew Wolf, who I have a lot more concerns about. And it's just, we haven't seen any of the play nearly as good. So it, it's, it, it does not make sense to see him at that number. There's probably only other one other um, outright that I would make further down the board, and it's Ricky Fowler. And I know that's crazy, but you can get Ricky... 100 to 1 at BetMGM, PointsBet, and Caesars. 100 to 1. This is a one-time only offer, guys. This is a one-time only offer. You, We have been trying to be late on Ricky Fowler for the last 15 months, 18 months, and it has been successful because he has not burned us. There is now one crack at being early, and it's not going to cost you much because he's 80 to 1 or he's 100 to 1. Bankgrass, by far, is best surface. Uh, we saw some glimpses at the end of last year. If you look at, and I showed this on the DFS preview, you look at all the players who have played at TPC Summerlin in the last 11 years, the best putter with at least five rounds is Ricky Fowler. Two months off to kind of figure this out. It's a one-time only offer. This is not where, you know, I like to, I mean, I'm guilty of this with Sam Burns, right? I bet Sam Burns a lot of weeks because I think he can win a lot of weeks. This is a one-time offer on Ricky Fowler. We wait and we see. If he plays well, this number is going to get cut in half the following week. Um... This is, this is it. You get one crack at this, and it's not going to cost you much. So I think this is an opportunity to pull the trigger. Outside of that, it's probably just a lot of um, top top 10, top 20 type bets for me on guys that are further down the board. You know, there is um, there's an inch. Garrick Higo has kind of gotten on my radar recently, and I'll tell you why. I went on the Golf Digest uh, Be Right podcast this week, and, and Steve Hennessy was talking about Garrick Higo. And I was like, okay, let's let's talk about Garrick Higo. And you start to lay out the idea that, you know, when he won at Palmetto, that's kind of that's almost it's almost desert golf. It's obviously not, but remember Palmetto, there was no rough. If you missed the fairway, you were just like in the sand or whatever. If you miss the fairway at Summerlin, it's not in all cases, obviously, but like you're just in the desert. Like if you just avoid being in the desert, you're fine because the rough is not very penal. So you look at that, you look at the fact that he's a UNLV guy, you look at the fact that he doesn't need distance and he can roll the rock well enough, that's kind of an interesting path for a, a, a winner on tour last year at 150 to 1, basically across the board. I will also tell you, if you want to go very, very long, uh, Harry Hall, and I tweeted this out, uh, plays out of TPC Summerlin, shot a 60 there last week, his personal best. Maybe he can carry those vibes over. He's 300 or 400 or even 500 to one, depending on where you're looking. Uh, other guys that play out of Summerlin, um, you see uh, Scott Piercy's there all the time. Uh, he might be like a first round leader or like a top 20 play. His, his, his recent form has been really good. Maverick McNeely, he's a Vegas guy. When you're starting to hit fairways and trying to fill it up, that kind of feels more like Maverick McNeely, but I'm going to keep a tight outright card near the top. Probably Reed, maybe Neiman, probably Ricky Fowler. Maybe it's not that tight, but it's going to be cheap for those guys at the end and then load up on top twenties and stuff for the rest of these guys. Um, let's look at some matchups because I already saw some really interesting ones that I want to run through the simulator. 
Hey guys, real quick, not sure if you heard, but Caesars bought William Hill and they have now rebranded the William Hill Sportsbook as Caesars Sportsbook. And because of this, they're going absolutely bonkers outside their mind with promotions. And the big one is that they're offering $5,000 in free bets. That is not uh, an exaggeration. You did not mishear me. $5,000. It's the highest I've ever seen. It is uh, by far, I'm sure, the highest any book has offered since gambling has become legalized state by state. It's it's absolutely nuts. You don't have to use it for golf. You can use it for whatever. Go to rickrungood.com slash bets. See if it's available in your state. I'll keep you updated as more states roll out. I know there's a couple coming uh, on the horizon here, but my goodness, it is uh, something you should definitely be taking advantage of, of, of if you have not yet. This is the head-to-head uh, betting tool on rickrungood.com. You can type in uh, any two golfers for any two for any time frame and see who is... Uh, likely to win a four-round matchup. And this one immediately out of the gate caught my attention. Webb Simpson versus Abraham answer because these two are kind of cut from the same cloth, aren't they? You know, I like both of these guys. They're both uh, fairways and greens and putting guys. They're not going to overpower you with distance or with some raw talent. They're just kind of getting it done in different ways. Long-term, I have Webb Simpson winning this 56% of the time, which puts him about minus 129. Caesars has about minus 120 to Abraham Answers minus 105. What if we go more recent? Because Webb did not have a great 2020 and Answer did. Still in favor of Webb. That's surprising. Because if you look on the surface, Webb did not have a great 2021. This is probably not bettable because it's right on the number um, of what uh, of what you know Caesars is offering. But it is not the outcome I anticipated. But it still probably is not one that we can bet. This is interesting as well. So... Brooks Kepka is getting zero love from oddsmakers this week in the head-to-head market. Uh, he is a dog to seemingly everyone. So let me pull this up. Victor Hovland versus Brooks Kepka. Uh, on Caesars, Hovland is minus 125, Kepka is plus 100. That's actually kind of what my simulator says as well. I have Hovland a little bit better than that, minus 134. There's also a couple of other Brooks ones that I saw. Let me just, um, I think they were on DraftKings, actually. Let me pull these up real quick. Yeah, so Brooks is minus 110 to Abraham Answers, minus 110, and he is a dog to Webb Simpson. So let's run those real quick, which I think we're going to be, okay, yeah, this one I have, so Brooks I have, Winning a four-round matchup with Webb Simpson 62% of the time. He's even money to Webb Simpson's minus 120. That would have to be a bet. What was answer here? Well, if we know Webb beat answer, right? So uh, Brooks should also beat answer. He does. 51% of the time. Um, and actually, those were different time frames for my Webb and answer one. Okay. So yeah, so the bet out of those is probably Brooks over Webb which is interesting. Uh, I don't know why Brooks is, I I mean, I know why he's a volatile golfer. It's not a major championship, blah, 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 but he's played well, I believe at least once at Shriners, but he's not getting nearly the love that I think he should be seeing. Let's find one more with some kind of lower name guys here. Um, We could do this one, McNeely and Streelman. Let's do since the start of 2021. We'll do Mav McNeely and Kevin Streelman. We'll see what, pops out here. Okay. I have Strelman winning this 57% of the time, minus 132. 
to McNeely, uh, and they're both minus 110 at DraftKings. So you should probably bet the Streelman side of this. The other thing I'll tell you about Kevin Streelman is that he... Okay, I got to pull this up real quick. Um, If you look at his recent Summerlin form, it's not good. If you look at his full summer Summerlin form, it's much better. So here, let me show this to you. So last five trips has been cut, cut, 51st, 67th, 61st. That's terrible. If you only look at that, you're in big trouble. If you consider his full history, because the pre the five years before that, 16th, runner-up, 22nd, 16th, 14th. So you kind of have to decide how long of a window you want to look back at for Kevin Streelman here. Because if you're willing to look back at a longer window and you think that is viable, which I kind of, I kind of do because he's, he's only lost T to green once out of those 10, even with the missed cuts and all that stuff, it was all because of a bad putter. I don't, I'm not putting that much stock in that. I think there's some value on Streelman this week, just because most people are not going to look back at the full history. As far as one and done goes, if you are playing a one and done, and I know some of you are because I get the emails and I get the messages, uh, I think there's two really logical answers. One is Abraham Answer. I won't I won't beat you over the head with the with the reasons because we already talked about him. But Abraham Answer has finished fourth here in two of the last three years, and it's one of, if not the best spots on tour for him on paper. Right? He's a great bent grass putter. It's not long. Um, there's also with Answer. Because he's kind of so solid and so good all over the place, he doesn't have a natural home. So when you start to look at the schedule and you start to pick out Webb at Wyndham and Hideki at Waste Management and, um, I don't know, Rory at Eastlake, whatever you want to do, JT in Memphis, I don't know what you want to do. But there's not a spot for answer, so there's not really a spot that you're dying to save him for, which makes me feel like you should use him. Uh, Kevin Na's the other logical answer, just because of the history that he's had around here, kind of a similar thing. You don't really need to save him for anything else. He's a Las Vegas resident. He he knows Summerlin very well, has won here twice, a runner-up once as well, uh, puts it the lights out on bent grass, no problem. So this early in the season, those are, I think, are the two most logical plays for the one and all right, I think that'll do it. I'm going to head out to the course. I'm going to go see what's going on. The live chat, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday will be critical. Um, the, the room is already there. So if you want to start throwing your questions in now, it'll guarantee that I answer them or at least give you a better shot because I start at the top. Uh, otherwise, have a great week this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Tweet me, at Rick Rungood. Leave a comment below. Best of luck, and we'll talk soon.